Classic. 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 Welcome back to the Class of War podcast. And today's episode is a very special episode. We have the host of Slobby's World and the owner of Generation Cool. Here he is, Slobby, Robbie. Yo, what up? <laughs> What's up, brother? What's going on? What's good? Oh, you know, just chilling, man. Fucking heating up some breadsticks in my air fryer like a real... You know, a real top-notch late-night snack. Mm. Yeah, man, I got to get me one of those air fryers because I've been, I've been hearing some great things about air frying, man, like with cheese sticks and hot wings and just, like, stuff like that. Bro, bro any any leftovers that you would have normally thrown in the trash mm-hmm. or you wouldn't have been that excited about, they're going to taste better than they were at the restaurant with the air fryer, bro. It just, like, does something magic to the food. Magic. Mm. That sounds very good right now. I mean, maybe later on, I'll probably have to get me one less some, someday, brother. But, dude, man, like, talk about your style, man, because, dude, like, every time I see you, um, like, the first time I saw you, dude, um, I was kind of, like, bummed because I knew that you weren't going to be there at your store. So I was just looking around, looking at your store, looking at everything, because that's the first time that I've been there. And I haven't been to Tucson for, like, five years and like I went to your store and then I was looking around and I saw those retro Hasbro's from WWF from back in my childhood and I was looking around and then I heard your your voice dude I heard your voice and I was like I know that voice man and so I turned around and there you were and I was like oh shit that's him that's Mr. Robbie right there and so yeah, dude, like your style, man. Like, how did you develop that style, brother? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, a lot of my a lot of my style and my and my stuff in general is really based around nostalgia and, and the things I, you know, sort of enjoyed growing up as a kid. Kind of like you talking about the Hasbro wrestling toys, um, but then also my style is also kind of postmodern. I'm into like you know. Uh, modern fashion, designer fashion, DIY fashion, uh, custom fashion. You know, I'm into a lot of different stuff. So, you know, just right now, you know, a little custom made one of one hat that was, you know, probably made like a year ago by a local artist in Virginia, all the way to like the vintage Mickey T. You know what I mean? All the way to like my designer Gucci slides that I'm wearing, you know, mm. like it's postmodernism at its best, man. My My style is definitely retro. And vintage, but uh, I like to also stay, you know, up to date, you know, and and, uh, and I like to stay drippy, as the kids say, Robin. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're like a Salvador Dali mixed with uh, Carl Lagerfeld. You know, just yeah, got Robin. very feel, very free I'm spirit. Like Mr. T and Andy Warhol on mushrooms. <laughs> so, brother, like, can you tell, like, my listeners, like, who you are? Because shame on them if they don't know who you are. Because, dude, like, you've been out there. You've been doing it and doing great things. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm the owner of Generation Cool. It's an 80s and 90s vintage boutique. Um, 
We sell toys, clothes, collectibles, jerseys, hats, sports stuff, sneakers, of course, uh, jewelry, designer goods, but all 80s and 90s, everything, everything from when I was a kid. The store is basically a big, fat, direct reflection of me. And um, that's what I do, you know? I'm lucky enough to do that for a living. I do a lot of other stuff, like uh, some design work, some collaborations, some art direction. And um, I'm a jack-of-all-trades, so to speak, Mm. I think. And uh, at the same time, I'm just me, and I'm just into, like, you know, collecting cool stuff and hanging out with my kids and playing mini-golf and, you know, going to water parks and doing all the stuff that was fun when I was a kid. So I think I'm blessed enough to be a big, giant kid who who can make money, you know, doing the stuff I love, doing the things I love. Yeah, dude, because, of course, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of you. And man, like, like watching you on Netflix, man, like I always like to sit there and watch you because I knew when you walked into a room, you had this humbleness and you had this charm to charm anyone to get your price. And I was like, dude, like this guy like knows how to talk and he knows how to have um, just like to have talkative skills towards people that really love you and understand you and want to be around you. That's what, that's the kind of stuff that I wanted to do as a, um, as an artist and just watching you too, just watching you too, dude, just like, you know, just like coming in with the big glasses, the gold chains, the grill, you know, you just have that, you just have that swagger, man, that reminds me from the eighties, you know, just like you coming in with like everybody like, the Michael Jordan, uh, Dennis Rodman, you know, all of them, like they had that, that, um, uh, individual swagger. Like you knew who they were and that's what you remind me of. Like, yeah. Just, I mean, I'm a direct, I'm a direct result of the 1980s. I was born in 1980 flat. So, you know, again, by the time the nineties came, I was up to no good and driving and dating. And, you know, by the time the mid late nineties came, I was too far gone. So I truly am a child of the eighties. And, um, I, I, you know, I think, to, you know, sort of what you were saying at the beginning rings really true. Um, I, at the end of the day, I'm a really a people person. I enjoy people. I enjoy talking and hanging out and sharing stories, uh, sharing information, I love kids, you know, I love all the young people that come in the store as well as people like you who have a more of a, you know, a, um, a, a deeper pool to reach from with nostalgic memories. But like, hey, everything is people skills, in my opinion. And I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a man of the people. Uh, I really enjoy people. I enjoy talking to people. Um, and uh that's what it's all about for me. You know, otherwise I would just sell online and be anonymous, but dealing with directly with people like you and, and cool customers who really enjoy what we're, what we're doing is really my main goal above and beyond everything else. Mm-hmm. Cause for myself, I'm not really a, um, like a shoe collector. I mean, I do collect shoes, but it's more like the stuff that I remember from back in the day, like the old, um, Barkley. Same um ramens and all that stuff like that i mean oh, yeah. the stuff now like the yeezys and stuff like that i'm not really into that stuff i mean i like the slides but i'm more like with the retro sneakers like what i brought into the store and you saw me wearing my retro yeah. sneakers man i mean how do you i mean what's your deal with um back in the day and being a back today yes 
So that's, I'm in the same deal as you pretty much 100%. A, a lot of my uh, taste in sneakers was built early on in the eighties. Um, you know, I had Jordan threes in third grade and I've moved on to Barclays and Bo Jackson's and mm-hmm. Agassiz. And these are the, these are the, the shoes that sort of formed my aesthetic, you know, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. sort of classic, you know, meets modern with a little bit of an artistic twist, you know? Um, and I think that's what, you know, Tinker Hatfield and a lot of the Nike guys in the eighties, late 80s early 90s we're doing um so that's my aesthetic um i do own a pair of easy slides and i think i have one pair of easy wave runners over there which are built which are based off of a 90s model but it, um I, I would never want to say uh, you know that modern sneakers aren't my thing but if you're looking in my closet right now and i'm looking at all the shoes on my floor right here that i've worn over the last week my my current rotation so to speak mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of retro nikes man air maxes air force dunks cortez air terra humaras you know i like stuff like you like flights and barclays and some of that high top stuff so i think my taste was made early on and i really honestly haven't changed much since uh, i wear some designer stuff but besides you know slides and air force ones and it doesn't go too much farther than that for me so i'm a really big fan of older simpler silhouettes and uh mm. uh again i like i don't want to limit myself ever but uh I, I do tend to stick with a lot of the designs that made an impact packed on me when i was a kid you know and even yeah. in the store you know we we, we think of ourselves as a retro centric sneaker store uh, and we you know we focus a lot on selling you know retro sneakers mm. were you always like this were you always like you did you always have this swag about you like did you always like dress up like this as a kid yeah you know i um some the university of arizona here is doing a, a little miniature documentary about me right now and they asked me for a bunch of photos from my childhood and i found pictures of myself with like white fingerless gloves and like crazy hats on backwards and yeah. full you know nike like flight sweatsuits and crazy kind of themed outfits public enemy shirt with the white socks fitted you know mm. i had it all going on and i was uh uh, you know, I was always like this, I guess, you know, and I was always, you know, I was a, I was a fat kid growing up and I had low self-esteem. And, um, I think one, one place where I could really feel good about myself always was the way I dressed and, uh, my sense of humor probably got, you know, the, so my style and my sense of humor has probably gotten me a long way over the years, yeah. uh, over, over my looks and my figure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm the same way, dude. Like, Cause I'm a big dude, but I wasn't there. I was never big when I was younger because I, you know, I tore my ligaments playing football and that's when I just started getting big. And then yeah. after that, I started to develop my humor and develop like how I present myself of uh, buying more um, retro stuff and retro sneakers. But back then, back in my, um, my day, I feel like an old man, but back in my day, dude, like, you know, people look at it now and say that, they say it back then that I wasn't cool. You know, it wasn't cool wearing like the old beat up shirts and old retro shirts back then. You know, he's like, where'd you get that shirt? You know, you got it from um, like uh, the old uh, hand-me-down shirts and stuff like that. But now, dude, like everything that's coming back, 
you know, everything that's coming back with the whole swaggers and um, the gold chains and the the Barclays are coming back. And then you have like the old uh, retro, um, the uh, Chicago Reds are coming back again. And yeah, so it's like, totally. So it's like going back into the future again. I, I think that all time, you know, classics never die, you know. Mm. Levi's leather jackets, Bulls jerseys, a nice rope chain, uh, Kazal glasses, you know, they're a clean haircut, you know, they're just, you know, not a nice pair of clean brand new sneakers, you know, they're just some things that will never go out of style and never not feel good and never not be cool. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, you know, everybody, myself included, yourself, you know, we got to do what makes ourselves happy, you know. Mm. So if it's expressing ourselves in the way we, dress expressing ourselves in the way we talk um expressing ourselves with our collections and our hobbies and you know all this you know again like you were saying the way i was perceived you know 20 25 years ago was a lot different than now you know yeah. i was a weirdo and i was one of these guys who had a bunch of shoes and i was uh, a nerd because i had collected toys or you know what have you and now all of a sudden those things are all sort of in vogue or sort of become part of mainstream culture and um now it's cool, you know, to be a nerd, right? Mm-hmm. Or you, you know, girls like nerds and, you know, girls, girls have 20, 30 pairs of sneakers now. And, you know, everyone's sort of caught on to this stuff that used to make me like such a weirdo. And uh, I'm really happy to say that it's cooler more than ever to embrace your hobbies and embrace your interests. And uh, I really support anybody like you who's collecting toys uh, and out here, like spreading the word of, about their interests and getting stoked about their hobbies, getting stoked about talking about this stuff, because, you know, it wasn't always like that. Nobody was asking me to be on no podcasts in <laughs> 2000 talking about toys and sneakers, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you're very ahead of your time back then, man. You knew what was what was hip, man. And that's what really inspired me to start collecting, because like um, me and my brothers are collectors and. I mostly collect stuff that I like, that I remember from back in my childhood. And they collect only one thing, um, like with um, comic books and, you know, everything like that. But for me, I'm not really a comic book collector. I'm more like a shoe, um, well, shoe um, uh, figure collector, like with the retro stuff like that. And, you know, it's like what you're saying, dude, like, you know, the back when I was in high school, people didn't think that I was cool because I told them that I collect figures and people were like, you still play with figures. And then, yeah, I was like, yeah, dude, I still, you know, I don't play with them, but I collect them. Yeah. And then they're like, dude, like you got to stop doing, having that habit. But then later on in the years, dude, like they started collecting and yeah, they look at totally. me now and they're like, damn, dude, I should buy that back in the day when I saw it. And I was like, cause it's more, it's worth more than it is back then totally yeah that's the uh you know for me that's the strange part is that I never stopped you know sort of like you i never stopped i collected toys I, I got into middle school and i got into the punisher and ghost rider and you know some more heavy like adult style stuff and then in high school i still had a lot of my toys kind of put away just chilling and then once i moved out and had my own place bro i broke out the shelf and i started setting my old toys up and and uh, I think at first a lot of people thought it was weird. And then I think a lot of people started realizing how cool it was. Mm. And it was a good, um, 
a really good jumping off point for me to start feeling good about the business I wanted to go into, you know, of, uh, you know, not, maybe I didn't even realize at the time, but I was just immersed in this culture and it never stopped for me. You know, college was still the nineties for me, <laughs> you know, the turn, what people are calling Y2K fashion style now was just my regular life as an adult. Yeah. Uh, I always wore Nike and polo and, uh, I always wore a lot of the same type of stuff I'm wearing now. So um, it never stopped for me. There was no moment of like, oh, I'm too cool for this. And then I went back to it later as an adult. Like, this is my life. And this this has been my life since, shit, second grade probably, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm not, and, and I'll always be true to myself. And I'll always be true to my interests and my hobbies. But, uh, you know, that's the crazy part for me is that there was no um, – no pause, you know, like you were saying, I was just willing to be me the whole time. And, uh, I think that's cool and that's admirable. And, uh, I think, you know, again, the culture has shifted and a lot of people are understanding that it's more than okay to be yourself. It's actually the only way to be is mm-hmm. to be yourself. Period. I always say that on this podcast that, you know, you have, there's only one you and it's best for you to be who yourself, be yourself and to yeah. you know, talk and talk to yourself and to love yourself and to cherish the stuff that you have, because, yeah. you know, the stuff that, that you do have can be gone tomorrow and yeah. you can be gone tomorrow too. And, you know, I decided yeah. to spread that message to people that are listening, you know, to, you know, to collect themselves as a collector and to love themselves and to be humble to people that they don't know. Oh man. I think that's the name of the game right there. Um, You know, a part of being true to yourself is being kind, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because we're all born kind and we're all, uh, you know, we we were only people who are mean uh, only became that way, you know, because Mm -hmm. of society or because, because of, uh, you know, nature versus nurture, you know, right? So there's yeah. nature the way you're born and then there's nurture what happened to you along the way. So I think uh, a lot of people um, had some messed up childhoods along the way and maybe they're a shitty person now, but a little bit of kindness goes a long way. And when you're true to yourself and kind to others and uh, like you said, have positive self-talk and, and you're, and you're uh, showing gratitude for what you do have instead of always worrying about what you don't have, it really can go a long way. And that can be really infectious, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, kindness is infectious, which is uh, something that's really, really a good thing. Yeah, because like going back to um, your store. When I walked in there, dude, there was just like a bunch of good vibes and good memories and good, you know, people that work in there and that really talked to me and just like really helped me out. When I saw you, you know, your Oreo, like I said, Oreo, like I said, um, it just really brought me, you know, to ask you, hey, man, can I get a picture? And, you know, you're really humble. You're a really humble dude. And I was just like a really good dude. And it just really, you know, inspired me to, you know, be better, you know, to to um, people that I don't know. And that's like a really blessing. Yeah, that is, man. And it's, and it's, you know, it's not easy for everybody to be a personable person or be a social person. And, you know, I know that can be hard for a lot of people, just like uh, math, you know, and some things are really hard for me in life, you know? Yeah. And 
sometimes it's hard for me to be a quiet person and listen more. So, you know, I learn from people too. Um, and, and I learn how to listen and how to uh, understand somebody else's story or their perspective or their vibration or their, you know, vision, because not every, you know, science has, has proven that not, we're not all even seeing the world the same way. Mm. So if we can sort of like, the more we can match vibration and sort of come to each other's level, uh, the better for, for human beings at large, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's something that's important to me in the shop, in life, uh, in every aspect of everything, you know? And, um, you know, I always enjoyed the people in the shop. I've always enjoyed people coming in and making small talk, but I think I'm feeling like, you know, maybe like an old man who's sort of starting to look back at things and probably appreciating it more than ever, you know? Mm. So somebody like you comes in, there's no way I'm not going to talk to you about your, about your shoes and your hair and like, you know, yeah. like this, like part of the love, you know, the love of it all, man, is appreciating other people and their style and their vibe, you know? Yeah. I mean, going back to math, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a math person either. I'm not a science person, man. I'm more of an artist. I can't, yeah. I can't calculate things. I have to write everything down. And I just like, fuck, man. Like, I, I like I was in high, like in high school, but college, dude. Like, math is like my my kryptonite. And, Same. And Same. Like, I had to ask people that are around me, like, hey, how do you, how do, you do this? And they'll tell me, but and I don't have that math brain. I'm more of an artist. I can see it but I can't do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a struggle, man. And there's a lot of things I'm not good at, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> math, science, money, you know, there's just some things that I'm not good with. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to recognize those qualities in other people. And then maybe, um, those are like always good people for people like you and I to work with, you know, and then there's going to be people who aren't as creative or artistic, uh, who need people like you and me. And that's, what's kind of cool is that, we all sort of have a place where we can fit in. And I think um, stuff like the internet and social media and podcasts and, and stuff like that is a really great place where people can do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I met a lot of amazing people, um, not just through the shop in real life, but through the shop, you know, in, in, in digital life too. And it's been a blessing, you know? Yeah. I mean, where did you go to school at to when you, your art background? So I went to uh, Tucson High, a magnet school in Tucson. It's right behind the shop. It's literally half a block away from the shop, right behind my store. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a performing arts magnet school, but it had a really good art program. Uh, I did a lot of drawing and painting and airbrushing and what they called commercial art back then, um, which is essentially low-level graphic design. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And so I went to school for art. You know, I went to school for education to become a teacher, but I also went to school for art education and I also got an art degree. So I kind of did it all. And uh, I went to the University of Arizona and I, and I, I learned a lot about printmaking um, and I learned a lot about 3D art and installation art. And like, you know, how to set things up in a, an aesthetic manner, how to like present different artwork in different like spaces. And, um, you know, I, I guess I was always an artist and never really even thought about it, you know, like mm -hmm. that. it was, I never really told anyone I wanted to be an artist or, you know, cared that much about having to validate art school. I just kind of did, you know, what felt like natural and, um, 
from elementary school all the way up to high school it just got more and more serious and now i'm just like the kind of artist where i come up with ideas and i just sketch it out and then i have designers and you know 3d printers and people who execute my ideas and i feel like that's where i'm sort of at the top of my game probably is just artistic direction and just generally being like sort of an art uh you know, sort of the the head of the Voltron, you know, so to speak, mm. and, and learned how to utilize other artists, you know, to be part of my team. And I still draw every once in a while, and I still, you know, do some screen printing and stuff that makes me happy. And I, I make toy art, and I break toys, and I build them back up, and I build. But um, at the end of the day, you know, from everything I've learned and through all the schooling I've done, uh, uh, one thing I've really realized is. Um, that uh you know being creative and just having really really good ideas sometimes can go a long way mm-hmm. and uh it's kind of important when you're someone like me who's a big dreamer and a big idea person to execute you know so i've been able to surround myself with airbrush artists commercial artists graphic designers screen printers and people who can execute my visions and my ideas and that was probably the biggest step for me after college was being able to like connect to the right people to make my ideas just like really go Mm. you know yeah man because when i went to tucson i haven't been there like i said in five years and it reminds me of new mexico because everything everywhere everywhere i look is art and yeah. when I go on down uh, downtown uh, Tucson, everything is art. And it's like being inspired and motivated to do art, you know, being an artist myself. You know, when I was in college, I went to three art schools and it was, uh, you know, I didn't really get along with people. I mean, people were there. I had you know, other people, other artists, you know, but there were competition, you know, because art is competition. Yeah. You know, you just had to put yourself out there and to be fast and to learn fast. I mean, that's what my art professor told me one time, you know, in order for you to be in the industry, you had to be fast, you know, because I was going to be a um, a animation, uh, animation artist, you know, and it's hard to, um, to do sometimes because, you know, you have people that will, you know, bring you down to their level that, you know, because they get jealous because, you know, you're, you're above them when you should be down here with them. You know, you sure. just, it's just like, it's a fucking, you know, it's, it's, what do you call it? Um, it's a headache, you know, when you, yeah. when you go to art school, cause there's a bunch of art people. School's rough. Uh, art school's rough. I agree, man. I didn't get along with a lot of people, especially my first time in my twenties when I went to art school for the first time. Um, I felt misunderstood. I always felt like the professors didn't like me. I always felt like I wasn't fast. You know, I wasn't efficient. I didn't learn. I'm actually a late bloomer and a a slow learner. Mm -hmm. So I actually uh, had a very similar experience. You know, I didn't uh, have a lot of friends. And uh, I think, you know, I sort of... um, you know, got caught in the trap of what you're saying, you know, having it feeling like it was a competition, trying to be better than everybody. And I was into graffiti art and other forms of art that are very competitive and sometimes even like uh, violent, you know? So it's like, it was a lot of pressure and I always felt like I was underappreciated. No one knew who I was until I was able to express myself almost as this slobby Robbie sort of character or performance art. Um, 
well, I didn't really feel validated, right? Mm-hmm. But now everybody wants my art. I had my own art show in New Orleans. I showed at Art Basel last year. These are like life goals and dreams of mine that I've realized here at age 42, you know? Um, and it was stuff that felt like a pipe dream back then. And it was so frustrating, you know, because I was I didn't want to kiss my professor's ass because I didn't like them. You know, they weren't nice to me. Yeah. And so I, I wasn't in the business of brown nosing. And um, I didn't have the best... Honestly, I didn't really have the best experience going to art school. And I didn't really thrive until I was on my own doing my Slobby Robbie thing, uh, where I trusted my own instincts. uh, And I was able to really grow as an artist and really like kind of fly, you know? Mm. Yeah, because other artists too, because I talked about this in my pod that um, back then when I tried to be a a comic book artist, um, I I was told that I wasn't good enough. And you know, you're going to have that people that are around you that tell you that too, that you're not good enough and you just have to be by yourself to order for yourself to grow. There's no such thing as not good enough, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, yeah, unless you're a surgeon or like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, whatever, bro, but there's no such thing, you know, yeah. especially in the world of art, there's no such thing as good or bad. There's only, um, you know, there's only relatability and communication. Art is theater, art is communication. And uh, there's no such thing as being a better communicator than somebody. You're just a different, uh, you have a different mode or a different method of communicating. And um, my big dream actually is to open an art-based school for kids um, that's very open-minded and open-ended and uh, hopefully can provide some of these kids the opposite experience that you and I had, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the best I can do is uh, try to change things for my kids and for other people's kids and, and, and for the future of, uh, of artists and designers and fashion, um, because that's all we got, you know. Well, that's all we got is 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 the future and love and positivity. So, if if we can sort of flip the script and flip that on the on its head, you know, I would I would feel really happy with that, and that's a big goal of mine. Mm. I mean, that's that's an awesome goal, bro. I mean, I hope that you know you can get there, and we'll, I can check it out and then go over and you know, see what the kids are up to. Cause I know like around here, there's some kids that are better than me in art. And I just love, oh, yeah. I, just, I love watching people grow in art. And I love people. I love watching people grow on themselves too. And, um, I just wanted to talk to you too about, um, your show. I mean, uh, I heard there was a uh, rumors of, um, a season two coming out. Well, we, you know, we had season two lined up and COVID just kind of kicked us in the nuts Mm-hmm. And kept us from being able to, uh, you know, accomplish that. And uh, there, there's definitely a chance I could do it. And there's definitely some production companies that are interested. But it's been so long now. Uh, I have new shows on whatnot, live shows. I have a new podcast talk show coming out called Slobby Seconds. And, um, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe I just start documenting some of my crazy trips and some of my crazy adventures. And maybe it can just become small YouTubes of Slobby's World. And I just put it out myself. Who knows? Um, I might be ready to do that. I've been pretty burned out at times on that kind of stuff. Mm. Um Honestly, even if someone offered me a bunch of money, I don't know if I would do season two. Uh, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of stress. And I'm not sure if I love my that version of myself where I'm constantly putting pressure on myself to look a certain way, talk a certain way, and act a certain way. 
when I could just exist on my own and be at peace, you know, and still put myself out there, still contribute to the art of media without, um, you know, having some kind of network uh, exploit me, you know? Yeah. I think it's best for you to just like to do a YouTube channel. I mean, that would be more, more Robbie right there. Because you can mm-hmm. express yourself, you know, your free spirit. You're an artist, man. I mean, artists are not meant to do what other people say. You have to express your own way. I right. Mean, yep. You know. And that is, so hopefully that, that's the goal. And uh, hopefully we can get that together sooner than later. Um, like I said, it's just a matter of what feels right sometimes. And I always feel like um, sort of like, art and time and relationships and all these things aren't really as linear as we think they are. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a carousel for me, a carousel of energy. So I always come back to screen printing. I always come back to collecting toys. I always come back to working with kids. It's just things that are ingrained in me and things that are a big part of me um, that have gone away and come back in fluctuations at times. So uh, I feel like, you know, Maybe that time is soon. Maybe that time is, is not soon. Uh, you know, I guess the aliens in the universe will tell me, you know, what, what when it's time and I'll, I'll know. Yeah, man. I mean, hopefully soon because I would like to watch it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, Are uh, you an alien? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was, man. <laughs> you might be. We, we, might, we might both be just a little bit. Let's tell you why we get along. Yeah, bro. I think that artists are aliens because we mo- we mostly th- we think outside the box, you know. And I love like talking to other artists because we have dif- different ideas that you know that we all come together as one and you know express ourselves in our own way. Sure, and I think you know one thing I've heard. You know, this is crazy. I don't know, like where it sounds like a funny thing to say. Like I heard like a rumor, but you know, uh, one thing that aliens aren't capable of is being creative and being and doing art and i from what i can understand uh one of the things that extraterrestrials are the most interested in when it comes to humans is the fact that we can make art and then we can sort of have this very very unique way of expressing something outwardly that's more than ourselves Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of people um don't feel that just like you and I don't understand math, you know, there's some people that just don't understand that. And, uh, you know, maybe they're the reptilians and we're the mammals, you know? Mm. I mean, <laughs> do you believe in all that stuff? Like, you know, the aliens and like with the paranormal stuff like that. I mean, do you believe in all that stuff? I believe in everything. Yeah. I believe in everything in the world that you could possibly imagine because anything that you can imagine is, is possible, you know? Uh, I think we've proved that, you know, time travel, you know, wrinkles in time. Uh, you know, if you want to talk about disappearing into thin air, there's many cases, thousands and thousands of cases in the, in the history of the world where people have just disappeared into thin air in front of other people's eyes. I mean, spontaneous combustion is a real thing. So to me, anything is possible. And I would take it even farther and say that everything is possible and that I believe in absolutely everything. Heaven, hell, you name it, bro. I, I'm in. I'm on it. Yeah, bro. I really believe in the glitches, the glitches in the universe, bro. I mean, I've heard many stories about glitches and shit like that. Now, my friend, she was, um, 
I can tell you the story. Uh, my friend, she was, um, she used to be homeless and she was asleep on the, um, the, uh, the sidewalk. And then she got up and started sleeping on the bench. And so this person will come around every day just to sit there and just to get on the bus. And so when, um, when she looked up and she wasn't on drugs, she was like, I don't know if I should tell you about this because I know nobody won't believe me, but you're more open-minded about this stuff. But this is what happened. And so this person was sitting down and the bus was coming, but the bus left him. And so she's like, wonder what, I wonder what come he didn't get on the bus. And so she got up and looked at him and he was like sitting like he was about to get up and he was just stiff. And so after that, like, she just blinked her eyes and you just see, like, little glitches in him, like a movie glitch. And so finally he got up and said, oh, what happened to the bus? And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he was probably like an alien or a shapeshifter, you know, or, you know, a time traveler, somebody like that who hasn't matched up to the frequency just right, you know? Because mm-hmm. I believe in that, too. I, re- I have... um a segment that's coming up in um, October that I talk about, you know, a lot about this kind of type of stuff for Halloween because Halloween is like my best month that I love and I love, you know, yeah, going out. Same. same. Halloween is everything to me. Mm. Are you going to have anything at the shop, you know, for Halloween? Yeah. So we're going to do thrift con in Las Vegas and I'm going to do a big, crazy themed, um, you know, uh, hot stuff. He's kind of like a little cartoon devil that was drawn by the same artist who did Richie Rich. Oh, I'm going to do like, any hot stuff themed booth. And I'm going to do like a big, like cartoon devil head. And you're going to enter my booth at ThriftCon through the devil's mouth. Oh, um, that'll be really sick. And then I'm going to have a party inside generation cool on the Saturday night before Halloween, uh, where we shut off all the lights and we have sort of a classic, you know, 80s style, like super classic Halloween party. So you definitely need to come to that. Oh, most deaf, man. Uh, what day is that? That's on a, um, what's the week before? So what day is Halloween? Is Halloween a Sunday or a Monday this year? I believe, hold on, let's see this. It's on a Monday. So you said a week before. Um, so it'll be... So it'll be the Saturday before, so it'll be the 29th. It'll be the, the Saturday before, yeah, the 29th. Saturday, and... October 29th. Okay, the 29th. I got to set that on my, my phone so I can go up there and chill. Maybe dress up. I don't know what to be, though. Oh, bro. Could be like Andre the Giant from The Princess Bride. <laughs> right? I'll probably be like um, Teen Wolf or something. Dude, I've always wanted to be Teen Wolf with the jacket, with the varsity jacket. Yeah. I mean, I have my old varsity jacket from high school, so. Oh, dude, all you need is the beard and the fucking claws and shit. I mean, I already have the hair, so. I mean, it's got to. Your hair's perfect. <laughs> I don't have the hair anymore. Oh, no, I know, man. I mean, and I saw you, dude, like in the store, too. I was like, oh, man, he doesn't have the hair. What happened? You know, Mother Nature, there's two things in this world that are undefeated, buddy. Mother Nature and women. And uh, <laughs> I think Mother Nature got the best of me. Mm. Damn, bro. No, I had a bald spot that was really bothering me. 
And uh, I just, at one point I realized that I was just like trying to like constantly not have like the camera catch that side. And it was super funny, but I had a shaved head for many, 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 many years. And I always loved how good it felt and how easy it was to manage. So going back to shaved head was definitely a goal for me all along. Mm. I mean, I only shaved my head once. I mean, that was by accident though. Um, I asked my barber to, I didn't know what it was back then. Cause I was a kid. I didn't know what, what the fuck was going on. So I asked right. for a crew cut and I did I thought it was a fade. And Me so, too. and so, uh, he's like, all right. So he's like, I'm like, what the fuck? I saw my hair on my, my chest and everything. And fuck man, I got mad and everything. He's like, what's the crew cut? And I was like, I thought it was a fade. And. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, you know what's crazy, dude? I'm not even kidding you right now. I had almost the exact same experience, dude. I said I wanted a crew cut, and I was picturing, like, a high-top fade going into, like, a flat top, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and this motherfucker cut me into, like, not a not really a flat top as much as, like, a military cut. Oh, shit. He gave me, like, yeah, he gave me, like, a, a Marine's military cut, bro. I felt like a buster. <laughs> That same thing. That's uh, that's what I felt too, man. Like I was going to the Marines or some shit. You felt like crying, you know. You like want to cry while you're in the chair, but you have to hold it in, and then you're all mad when you look in the mirror when you get home. Yeah. Then oh, you wear man. a hat for like a month. Yeah, that was yeah, that was me, dude. And plus that, dude, like uh, I was graduating that next week too, because I thought I was gonna be like you know everything and have a have a good hair. And, Fuck, I just messed it all up right there in that barber chair. Dude, I broke my hand and I had to graduate with like a stupid old cast because I like punched a wall like an idiot teenager. So I had to graduate. <laughs> I graduated with a fucked up haircut and a, and a, and a broken hand too. So I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, dude. I can still remember that. Like, you know, hearing those buzz clippers and fuck. Now you got the now you got the beautiful mane, bro. You're taking revenge on the world now. Mm-hmm. Like I have a, only- I have a mullet now. Like the last time you saw me, I was like all, um, puffed up and everything. Looking, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking like Sick. the wild Samoans. So I got the, I got a mullet now. So it's like an eighties. I fuck with that. I'd be down to come back with long hair and a mullet. I'd be down to bring it back just for that. You should, man. I mean, the mullet's coming in, like we said. It's coming back. Everybody's Classic, the mullet. bro. Classics never die. Now I just Goonies need to... never say die, bro. <laughs> now I just need to get the um, the lawn earrings from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Those are coming back. Those are coming back, too, bro. Did you see a bunch of NBA players are wearing earrings with cross-hanging and big hoops and shit now, too? It's like super telling you. Classics never die, bro. Man. I need to buy me some earrings like that. And part you have, do you have somebody at your store or what? Yeah, yeah. I got a bunch of Nike ones coming in in Playboy right now that I'm waiting for. Yeah, I probably had to um, pierce my ears again because I used to have uh, gauges. And, oh, shit. Yeah, and um, they closed up because this side was getting affected. So I had to take it out and clean it and everything like that. Now it's closed. But it's like, you know, like... um a good size for like a regular earring to go in. So I think that's cool. So at least I didn't fuck it up too bad. I'm down. You should do that. Hell yeah, man. 
I mean, thank you again for being on the show. And guys, we're going to be cutting it off right there. But much love to Mr. Robbie here for being on the show. So, uh, brother, can you uh, share your your social media where people can find you? Yeah, Slobby Robbie. That's it. Slobby Robbie on every platform. Hit me up. I got Generation Cools, my store. And uh, Bobby Bloodshot is my cannabis company. And um, I have a new breakfast sandwich company out called Wakey Wakey. Um, it's very cool to keep an eye out for that. But it's easy peasy. All you got to do is type in the word Slobby and you're going to be just fine. Hell yeah. And you can go find me at uh, Robin at Facebook, Classic Wolf Podcast on Facebook, and on Instagram, that is Nightwing Rob. That is N-I-G-H-T-W-I-N-G-R-O-B-B. Go follow me with the Classic Wolf Podcast. So that's our show, brothers and sisters. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you, bro. Peace.